Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast. This is episode number 23. This episode is brought to you by the Ballers Life Podcast Network. I'm your host, Fatty. I got Zade here with me. How you doing, bro? Good, man. We're doing well. The season's finally over. Bid you uh, farewell, it, 2021 it, regular season. It, it seemed like a long season, a season f- filled with COVID protocol, drama. Um, tons of basketball. T- tons of basketball. Tons. Tons of basketball. Um, Scoring records being broken. A lot of records being broken Tons this year. Of offense um, was just the, I would say, the forefront of this uh, of the season. Yeah, the season, absolutely. and I'd say the NBA moving forward. Exactly. So it's been a, it's been a wild season. It also, it almost feels like one big season with the bubble, just because of the small break that the players had in between. Um, but it's finally, it's finally coming to an end, man. And we've been talking about playoff picture for a bit now, for for a few weeks. We've been, uh, we had our midseason awards, so we'll, we'll we'll revisit that as well today. Um, so a lot of things to talk about um, in the league. Uh, let's just start. You know, Raptors season has been cut short for the first time in seven or eight years. Um, it was a Damn. nice. It was a, it was a nice run, a hell of a run by the Raptors. Obviously, you know, capped by that championship playoff run in 2019. Um, we've talked and we've spoken about so many times about the development of the young guys, and we saw that um, all the way throughout the, to the end of the season. Um, I just want to give a. I, I, want, I know we're not going to go in depth on the young guys, but Jalen Harris and Malachi Flynn have been carrying the team. Um, obviously, that it's been all lo- it's all it's been losses, but Jalen showed out in Dallas. He, he showed out at home mm-hmm. in Dallas. Um, he looked a bit shaky in the beginning, but then once he got comfortable, he started to hoop and he became the tenth Raptor, I think it was, to score thirty plus this season. Um, and that is an NBA, NBA record. record. Yep. Uh, the record Ridiculous. before that was eight. So. It's it's honestly you 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 gotta take that and look and see like okay Raptors have a lot of guys going forward that can produce and that can play viable roles for the team. Um, you know Stanley Johnson was that ninth guy who had thirty uh, thirty plus this week as well. So they've got guys, they've got players, they can bring back players who can make impact an impact next season. Um, I don't think that's the concern for this coming off season. For me, the off season is going to be all about just development of. The main guys, OG, you got to get better. He had a, a hell of a season this season. Yeah, I think out of all the Raptors, he might have had probably the best season. You know, obviously you're, you're you're thinking relatively to where they should have played. I think OG probably had the best season out of all the Raptors. Um, so you want him to improve. You want Fred VanVleet to just get smarter, um, pick his spots better, um, and continue to grow. Pascal, we talked about it a lot. Come back stronger. Come back with more IQ. Uh, come back ready to be that guy. Um, but the Raptors have a lot of decisions to make in the offseason. We talked about it last week with Masai and with Kyle Lowry, obviously. But there's also other parts missing on uh, uh, on the team and, and, and spots missing, especially with Kerry Trent Jr. Not, maybe not coming back. Uh, that might also pose to be an issue as well. But what are you looking for for the Raptors this offseason and going into the next season? Yeah, I mean, like we were saying, I, I want to see them do something with that draft pick of theirs, whether – I mean, they they have an opportunity to flip it, or whether there's somebody available at that spot that they think can can change things around. Mm-hmm. And the thing that makes me optimistic is like, look at the last you know few. We talked about this, right? Our draft picks are, for the most part, they're not in the top ten. Yeah, at least some of the great ones that we have are are not from the top ten. So, what they do with non top ten picks makes me confident with what they can do. Yeah, with the top ten picks. So I'm excited to see you know. I would like to see them bring in, uh, you know, a valuable either 
you know, I, I've had time to think about it. I know I said a wing guy, but maybe a really good big would really help. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm excited for the – I'm just hoping they get some sort of stability next year. I'm hoping they're back in Toronto. Yes. I'm hoping that, you yes. know, there's some sort of fluidity to their season. And I think that, you know, they just need a – not just them. We need a breather. <laughs> Like, yeah, I understand we're not out there playing. I'm not saying it's physically exhausting, but emotionally following your team in the playoffs is mentally, emotionally draining. So for us to to be able to sit back and be like, of all playoffs this year, to not have a vested interest in anyone, you're just watching good basketball. Yeah, it's a great year to do that, man, because I'm excited to talk about, you know, all the matchups coming up. But it's going to be an exciting playoff Mm -hmm. Uh, from a Raptor perspective. I think it's just all, you know, development, what they do in the summer. All of them should be at work yeah. right away and, you know, hoping for the best, man. That's that's really all you can hope for. They have a lot of time. And it works out for Coach Nick Nurse, too, who now has some extra time to prep for, you know, the international game and, and, and coaching Team Canada. Team Canada is looking mean. They got a bunch of guys who can play. Um, you know, obviously, Canadian basketball has, you know, taken off through the roof uh, as of late. Uh, sucks to not have Jamal Murray be a part of that team. But the other guys on that team, you got R.J. Barrett. Um, you've got a whole bunch of other guys who are going to be ready to to lead a team to a, a deep run, and and Canada hasn't had a deep run in a while, so it'll be really, really interesting to see how far they go uh, this summer. Um, that's that's pretty much it for the Raptors. Raptors, thank you for for another. You know, it's always a great season, regardless. Absolutely, um, we always get a chance. We get a chance to cover them and, and to watch all their games and to talk about it. So you know, it's been a it's been a it's been a fun season. Um, definitely can't wait to, for them to come back next year. Hopefully in Toronto, so we can you know go to games. We can maybe watch the games closer to. Um, Even if we feed, do, we're not going, just at least some other fans yeah, are going. Yeah, and not, Raptor fans. You know, you, you're not getting going. booed at the free throw line of your own home games, and it's just a little. You know, we miss the boys; they miss home. So exactly, exactly. I'll, it, I'll tell you what. When they started the year, I was a little worried. I'm like, man, Tampa, Florida, we might lose the team. <laughs> warm weather. They don't get winter over there. I'm like, yeah. we, we actually might. And they wanted to go to Tampa. A lot yeah. of them said if, if it, well, wanted as in if we're not going to be allowed back home, right, I'd right. want to be in Tampa. So you get that fear. But then these guys all were like, you know, it's not about the weather. You know, the people, the the business, like the restaurants, the right, food, right. the culture. Everything is just so much better. So. That kind of that was pretty cool. That kinda, was huge. Kinda, it kind of puts things puts things in perspective, considering we're all from Toronto, just down the street, right? It, it's huge for it's huge for the city. It's huge for the culture. It's huge for the organization. Like these guys want to actually be in yeah. the city. You know, Raptors fans weren't used to that. Maybe pre twenty twelve or pre Demar Derozan, yeah. You know, being the first guy who wanted to stay and be here. So uh, it's huge. So you know, we look forward to them coming back next year. Uh, look forward to another season for uh, next year and uh, you know hopefully a stronger season next year and and I think it's going to go that way. Absolutely. Um, Let's talk some playoffs, bro. Playoff play in. Talk talk about play in the uh, play in tournament. Let's talk actually before we do that. Let's talk the last season, last regular season. Yeah. Uh day because a huge a couple huge games right. happened that day. Yeah. Uh and where a lot of implications were in place. So first off was Charlotte and Washington. That was a huge game. I'm not for sure both if, teams. if you got a chance to watch that game. I, mm-hmm. I didn't get to watch it, but I watched highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte was up a good amount. I think they were up 20 in the second quarter. And Brad was having a poor shooting night. Three pulled, for 15 at some point. Pulled his know, hamstring a little bit. I think he had he had some sort of injury. He was going all out for them. Um, and they yeah. managed to make that comeback win. Yeah, Russ, I mean, Russ was having a hell of a game. I, it was slow, but he ended up with like mid-20s, obviously a triple-double. Obviously. Led yeah. them what to the win. Yeah, it yeah. was it was a great win. I'll tell you what, Ish Smith. Yes. Uh, yeah. They've loved Ish Smith all mm-hmm. year. Been mm-hmm. electric off the bench. 
Every time I've seen Ish Smith, he's been a pain in somebody's butt. Like yeah. the, the one that he's, you know, the team that he's playing against. So yeah. it was good to see that they got to, to secure the eight seed, which means that they get two chances. Right. So they were fighting for eight, nine. Right. Right. And actually, eight, nine, ten was so close that they could have fallen to ten, which is exactly what happened to Charlotte because they dropped to ten. They didn't even drop to nine. Yep. But once you're in the eight seed, you secure having at least two opportunities because now if you lose, you get to still play for the eight seed. So. Yeah. Huge, huge for Washington. And then obviously later on in the day out west, we had um, the Warriors and uh, Memphis. Steph, man. Stephen. Stephen. Wardell. Wardell. Stephen Curry Jr. Wow. 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 Just incredible. This guy had 46 points. Oh, my goodness. So not just that. He also had the scoring title on the line. Yeah. So he secured that. Congratulations. He had 46 points. He was out of his mind. He did the Baron Davis. Four or five steps. He did the Baron he Davis. The Baron Four or five Davis. steps behind the three. Not a problem. Step backs. You know what? There was one play that I loved. He got – so he was getting pressured so hard because obviously, like, this guy's scoring on yeah. everything, right? So these, these guys ran. He, they pressured him at half. Mm. So he runs back to half. He throws it, passes it. And it like, he legit just books it. Beelines. Yeah. Gets the ball back on the give and go. Nobody's there. They obviously can't catch up to him. He just pulls up from five feet behind the three, and the whole defense is like, "They knew." Like, they what do we like? Uh, what do we do? He's this guy's thirty three. He's running around the court like he's he's twenty one. And that's a, that's the amazing part of it. He's thirty three. I think there's a stat. He, him and I think it was Michael Jordan are the only ones to recapture a scoring title at age thirty three or older. Great, great company to be a part of. Steph in the second half of the season, I think he was averaging. 37 at one point, or uh, 37 yeah, points or close to break. after the All Star break. So what he's been, do- what he's done, and you know, a lot of people are saying MVP, MVP. I think you need to re- you need to slow your roll a little bit. It's a, that, yeah, I think man. that's a bit of a recency bias. We'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll debate that one maybe later. But what he's been able to do and literally will this team of basically like. Nobody. Nobody, is. There's nobody on that team. You, know, you got Draymond Green, great. Wiggins is Wiggins, having a, a, a good year. Yeah, he had a good Wiggins game. is having. I'll correct myself. Wiggins is having a, a great two-way year. He's been a great. But asset he's still team. not a second option that you want to compete in a championship run. They don't have any other stars on that team other than Steph. So Steph's ability to will this team into, a, you know, an eight seed, which should be a playoff seed position in any. Any other year except for this year, obviously, I think is incredible. And he um, missed some time. And they were like, I think they were like they were one in seven. Horrible. One in seven or one in eight in the games that he missed, which horrible, is ridiculous. Horrible without them. But two important games, they managed to, to win that game and, and, and steal the eighth seed. Uh, Memphis goes down to ninth. San Antonio, tenth. Uh, the Lakers are seventh. Uh, let's start with the Eastern Conference. Let's do it. The, the, the seven, eight seed, the Boston Celtics and the Washington Wizards. What's your prediction for that? Um, playing, playing game, brother. I'm. I know what you're gonna say. I think, and I'm probably gonna agree with you. I got the Washington Wizards I here, have, and, I, yep. and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Boston, they lost um, Jalen Brown, Big. which is a huge loss. Big me. loss. Uh, that's one thing. But Washington's momentum right now is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Washington has been beating team after team after team, putting up 120 plus points on anyone who wants it, mm-hmm. and it. It's been it's been rough for anyone who goes up against them. They've won a lot of games in the last like 12, 15 games. Yeah. Uh, I just think momentum wise and the fact that Boston is down JB. Yeah. It might be a little bit too much for them. So I'm gonna go Washington over over Boston. I don't know. Are you? You said I'm you gonna, agree. I'm gonna agree with that. There's I, honestly I don't really have a doubt. I'll be I'll be very surprised if Washington drops that game. 
once you get once again you say momentum washington also has more stars than 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 the celtics at this point celtics have i think it evens out oh, it depends uh, what you think of kemba walker i mean if, is he I'm, a star yeah given the season he hasn't had that great of a season either so it, it's kind of tough for you to for me to put him above a, a russell westbrook and a bradley beal especially the way they've been playing so they've got the star power they've got the momentum like you said um They've been playing together, and they've figured out how to play together in this last maybe month and a half, two months of basketball. The Boston Celtics still haven't figured it out. They've, to be honest, it looks like they've been just doing it based off of pure either Jason Tatum's will and his ability to to put up buckets and lead a team, or just, just pure talent. They've got a good team. They had a good team. They don't play together. When it yeah. comes to the intensity of a playing game, especially with a guy like Russ, who has been in many big games, who is going to bring it and slap you in the face in that game, I, I think it's going to be very tough for the Celtics to win. Um, and if they drop that game, a lot of questions are going to a lot of questions are gonna be asked about that coaching position. It's are time. they, though? Because Jalen Brown, the Jalen Brown injury might save his job. I don't know. I'm, right. not, I'm not might, here to it say might, it, but... It might, it might be... It might be uh, that might be a good scape, uh, uh, That might be a good scapegoat for, for for Brad because of Jalen Brown being out, and it's it's fair. They're not fully healthy. You don't know what they can do with with yeah. JB on the floor. But then you forget that they were underperforming with Jalen Brown healthy. And he was only they, injured definitely. the last like two games of the year. Yeah. So their season has nothing to do with him being injured. Of course. But yeah. they're they're gonna look back and well they lost in the row. Okay. Well he wasn't there. So I mean. From that perspective, I got that. What do you think for the Pacers and the Hornets, though? Because that's an interesting matchup. I'm, I'm confused. I'm not confused. I'm, I'm torn between who I want to win and who I think is going to win. I think, uh, I don't know if you've heard Freddie's quote about Nate Bjorkin. Um, I think it was after the last last game the Raptors played. He said, I don't believe a single word that comes out in the media about Nate Bjorkin. He's a great guy. He knows how to, do, he knows how to you know, command a locker room. He's talked to players on that team, and they say, the media propaganda or whatever you want to call it that's been coming out is all BS. Um, so classic. So classic. I mean, we don't we don't know the situation. We don't know if it's good. Honestly, I think the Hornets are talented enough and have played well enough and are coached well enough to win this game. I I I'm gonna go with the Hornets on this one. Um, they've they've just got the pieces. They've got the team. They play well together. They play fast. They play a great style of basketball. Uh, if they can defend and if they can defend well. I'm going to pick the, the, the Hornets to win this game. So here's my thing. I want obviously want the Hornets to win. And one thing I want to point out is LaMelo Ball in that game against Washington was making massive bucket yeah. after He's massive ready. bucket down the stretch. Like that He's ready, kid, man. He's ready. That He's is ready a rookie play. playing down the stretch, getting you point after point after yeah. point. So he is a stud. My worry is the other guys. What can you guys do come playoff time, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's my uh, only thing. Yeah. I think personally think the Pacers have mailed it in. I don't even think that they want to compete. And like, yeah. if I'm the Pacers and I and I have that roster, like, do I want to go up against like a Brooklyn or Philly and just, you know, get slapped, <laughs> get my business handed to me? I'm not sure. And it seems like with all the coaching stuff in the media and these people yelling at each other and coaches getting in each other's faces, like, it just seems like it's a lot right now. So yeah. I want the Hornets to win. My only thing is, can these young guys step up to the plate uh, in the plan? And let's say. Because I think, honestly, I think the Hornets can make, I think they can beat Boston. Like, let's say Washington beats Boston, then they have to right. do that. I think they can get through them, but it just all depends on these young guys. Can they mm -hmm. play? Because they rely a lot on their young guys. P.J. Washington, uh, Malik Monk, uh, my, uh, what's his name? Bridges. Yeah, the, the young guys. I, I, I hear you on the young guys. They, they do have, I mean, 
their young guys have been able to overachieve in in, in, in close moments and 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 big and not big games, but in in important games. Um, they've also got some guys who are experienced. I mean, the scary Terriers on that team. Like they just guys. gave up a twenty-point lead to Milwaukee, uh, Washington, two days ago, Tough. which kind of shows the age, it, it, it does, the maturity. It it, it it definitely does. But uh, they've got the talent. If they can keep their heads in the game, I, I think the Hornets can definitely pull it off. And I do think they can beat the Celtics as well. I agree with you on that one. A lot tougher than it, it will be. A lot tougher just because of maturity, age, and you know, um, you know, being able to stay locked in and being able to not to make yeah. tw- blow twenty-point leads. Um, but that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Hornets. Over let's on, get let's get to the best one on the West. Over let's get to the on best the one, the one that we're all here for. So, the seventh seed. Yes. So let's let's actually rewind a little bit and set the stage. So a few weeks ago, LeBron said, "I'll never be 100 percent." Right. Actually, sorry, sorry. A few months ago, LeBron at the All Star game said, "Stephen Curry is the goat. Mm. I want to play with Steph. He's my guy. I mm. love him." Then we go. LeBron doesn't want this tournament, the playing tournament. Right. Thanks, whoever. Came up with it should be fired. Then he says, I'll never be back 100%. He's, you know, setting the stage. Yeah. He knew he was going to go up against Steph Curry. But <laughs> you fast forward, playing tournament. The Lakers are in seventh. Warriors the in Warriors eight. are in eighth. Wild. And I think the funniest thing in this whole debacle is that the Clippers lost against the two worst teams in the league mm-hmm. just so they can avoid. Because they were, they were going, uh, I think, third. Uh, they were hovering between third and fourth. Right. And they were worried the Lakers would get sixth. So they dropped Slept a few games, yeah. And they did get the fourth seed. So mm-hmm. congratulations to them. Um, Lakers and Warriors, man. This is hard. You think so? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. In an interview, Draymond Green, they asked him something. And he's like, it's not hard when you have Steph Curry. Like, Sorry, not hard. I'm not worried when I have Steph Curry. Steph Curry can get me 40-plus on any given night. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. So if Steph Curry comes out and he gets them forty-five to fifty, he's gonna who have knows? to. Who knows? Who knows what can happen? That guy's electric. I agree. And he sucks the energy out of you, so you don't even want to score anymore. I agree. I just ah, it's it's very hard for me to bet on LeBron on a on a, on, I hear on a you. playing game. And the team, the Lakers team, is just better. They just they just have better pieces. They have better personnel. Everyone's uh, better than the Warriors. It's Stephen Curry. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it's gonna be enough. You can. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be enough. I'm. I'm. I don't think it's that. It's going to be that easy or that clear cut as you know. They've got Steph. It's, yeah. I, think, I do think they're both gonna make it. Like the Lakers ooh, will probably that's beat them a more, and the Warriors were. That's a more interesting. So I'm. I'm. Are you gonna go Warriors? No, I'm not gonna go. I, like ultimately, if I'm betting again, I can't go against LeBron. Yeah. I'm just saying it really is the flip of a coin. Like if if Steph shows up and he's torching hot. If if you if, can't if stop, he's, if he's torching hot, I think he can beat the teams like Memphis and San Antonio. I don't think he's going to be able to go past the Lakers and 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 with the firepower the game they possessions have. where you never know. You never know, but that that's my take. I'm going to go Lakers. Um, I'll in, go Lakers too. In the, in the Memphis, in the ninth seed, Memphis, and the tenth seed, San Antonio Spurs. <sighs> up in the air for uh, me. I don't the, know. That one's up in the air. I I want to go San Antonio because they they're they're coached well. They're seasoned. They've got guys who can contribute. John Morant has been. Electric. The, um, Dylan Brooks has been great. Um, I think. Uh, I think he was out uh, for the last. Uh, no, he played. He played. He played. Yeah. Um, JV has been twenty and 10, 20 and 10, 20 and 10, oh, 20 yeah. 20 10 Whenever he wants it. it. Um, so it's up in the air. I'm going to. I'm going to pick the underdog in this case. I'm going to go San Antonio Spurs. Um, won't be surprised if I'm wrong on that one, but I'm going to go San Antonio. Yeah. If it is a Warriors, 
uh, Memphis or more San Antonio game uh, to pick the eight seed. I'm going to go Warriors on that one. I think they'll make that eight seed regardless. Yeah, absolutely. I think re- whichever way it goes, the Warriors, I think, and the Lakers are going to make it out of the playing tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Memphis is going to beat San Antonio. I I got John Morant okay. there. Yeah. Uh, and I just like Jaw. I love Jaw. Yeah, I, mean, I want to see it happen. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those where it's like, yes, it's a toss up, but it's a toss up. And what's at stake is not really anything crazy because you're <laughs> just going to lose. So, yeah. That's my opinion on it. So playing tournament, man, is going to run this Tuesday. So tonight, when you listen to this tonight till Friday. Yeah. And then the playoffs start on Saturday. So we got a lot of exciting basketball coming our way this week. Um, so some first round matchups have already been set. Right. Not all. Yeah. So I think it's uh, it's best that we start talking about them. So let's start. Yeah. 100%. If you want to go through the East first. So the Eastern Conference, uh, let's start. So we can't go. Uh, I think there's only there's only two matchups that three, we can six, talk four, about. Three six four five. Yeah. Yeah. Three six four five. Like you said, um, let's go with the four five right in the middle. The New York Knicks and Atlanta Hawks. I'm it, excited, man. That is a very exciting playoff matchup I'm for excited, many reasons. Man. Um, great coaching on both ends. Nate McMillan, what he's been able to do since you know, you know, becoming the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. He turned around that team from you know the, uh, Lloyd Pierce's Atlanta Hawks. So uh, he's been great. Tom Thibodeau, coach of the year candidate. There's no doubt about that. What he's been, what he's done with the Knicks. Um, I, uh, this one is really, really difficult. Um, couple I'm, first timers here. Couple Julius first timers. Randall, yeah. Trey Young. It, you, you can't say you can rely on veteran savviness. No one. I mean, the, both teams might have vets. You know, the Knicks have Derrick Rose, which is a really good bet to have. I'm gonna go Knicks. So this is an I'm interesting go one. On this one, this is an interesting one because you have top-notch defense coming up against top-notch offense. Right. And man, Atlanta's offense is electric. And somebody brought up a point in our fantasy group, mm. and it was a pretty good point. But they said, "I don't know." I think it was Carlos. He said, "I don't know if if New York can keep up with the offensive prowess that is Atlanta." Now. New York is an exceptional defensive team. Top four or five in the league. They are one of the better three-point shooting defense teams. And field goal percentage teams. So it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be – look, when I when I say I'm ex- – like people think, you know, these guys, your boys love sports. Like I'm not going to sleep tonight because of how <laughs> excited I am for these playoffs because it's so up in the air. Who are you choosing? Who are you choosing? If I have to put my money down, if I have to put my money down, I'm going with, I'm going with Atlanta, bro. Really? I'm going with Atlanta, bro. They have, they have more guys. Like they have the Gallinari's who've been there and they have the the playoffs, the Lou Williams who've been there (laughs) in the ah. playoffs, in the playoffs, in my opinion, the way I see it, Things slow down in the playoffs. Can I rely on Reggie Bullock in the playoffs? Can I rely on Nerlens Noel in the playoffs? Derrick Rose, Jewish man, been balling. I love it, man. They've got guys. They've Julie, got guys. Are, can I rely on R.J. Barrett in the playoffs? He's a very high volume guy, and he can but they, go three for twenty on any night. Right, Joey? If you don't play, hey, you stole listen, him. You stole him from me. The best thing about the Knicks is that sure, you know what? Maybe they'll have poor shooting nights. But they can grind down and play defensively. The Atlanta Hawks, if they do have a portion tonight, if Trey does have a portion tonight, if somebody on that team that they heavily rely on has a portion tonight, they don't defend that well. So I don't think they're going to be able to stay in front of their guys. And I don't think, just like there's going to be nobody on the Knicks that is going to be able to guard Trey Young, there's going to be nobody on the Hawks that I think can can, can give Jewish Randall yeah. a difficult time. So it's, uh, it's definitely up in the air. Uh, that one, I think, 
Seven games? Seven games. That one is a very, you know, that one's going to go seven games. Um, it's going to be pushed to the limit. I'm going to take the Knicks. I just think right. defense, defense win, wins it at the end of the day. So I'm going to yeah, go Yeah, I, I, it's up in the air. It's, it's up, up in the, in the air. air. Uh, defense does win it, but I don't know if defense wins it against some offenses. But we'll Who see. Who knows? We'll see. This is the one I want to talk about. This one is a really good one, too. Because the Milwaukee Bucks... And the and the and the Heat are the three six. So this is a first. Can you imagine having a season like the Bucks did, just to end up with the the Heat in the first round? Difficult, man. Last year, the Heat Eliminated. manhandled. Yep. Not just they took Giannis out of the game. They beat them strategically, mm-hmm. top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Bud got out coached by Spo. It no wasn't doubt. even close. No doubt. And this year they got the same matchup again. Now this year they do have Drew Holiday. Yeah. Victor Oladipo's out, so just setting the stage here. The Bucks as well, defensive guy. Adds, adds something. Did he have Ariza? Yeah, I'll say that cancels yeah, out for sure. So, <clears throat> where are you with this one? Because this is this your, just as hard. I don't know if you I, still like the team, but this was your former Heat team. Yes, yes, um, yes. Where are you with this one? This one's really, really tough. Um, I'm gonna go with the underdog just by seeding and go with the Miami Heat. Um, nothing against nothing against Milwaukee. I think the, the just the fact that once again playoff basketball, you got to be able to score in a half court set. You got to be able to defend in a half court set. Everything slows down just by you know eye test. Giannis Giannis has been able to show instances where he could shoot the three and he can shoot the ball. I don't think that he are going to have a device plan where they're going to give him open threes to shoot. But I think they're going to make it very difficult for him to be able to shoot. They've already proven that they can take him away from a game and kind of build a wall, or just 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 like Nick Nurse took him away in the conference finals as well. Be, teams have been able to build a wall against Giannis, and Giannis has not been able to react proactively, react yeah. properly. So they're better coached. There's no doubt about it. And they have a ball handler, and which is a big thing because a lot a lot of times they just threw it to Giannis and it didn't work. But the the Bucks. The the ball handler wise, the the Bucks do have Drew Holiday, who's severely can change the course of that series and can change the course of a team. And he's a great defender. Great defender as well. Exactly. Do I think he's going to be able to lock up a Jimmy Butler? No. Um, I think Jimmy Butler will be able to take advantage of not take advantage of that of that matchup, but I think that he'll be able to use somewhat of his size and his strength against Drew Holiday, who will make it difficult for him though. Um, but you know what? You know where it comes in handy though. It's not the Jimmy Butler. Because if you remember last year, it's other guys though, you had Dragic give you like twenty five here. Exactly, you exactly. had Tyler Hero get you twenty seven mm-hmm. here. I think those guys are the ones that are going to be affected by the Drew Holiday matchup. I don't know one hundred percent. I'm not going to say he's going to lock every single one of them up, yeah. but having him on the court is a different ball game. I I just personally, I'm going to go with the coaching. I'm going to go with pedigree. I'm going to go with we beat you last year. We have no fear over you. Yeah, there's no. And I think that factor goes a long way because a lot of people are afraid of Giannis. He's a big dude. Yeah. He's massive. And he can get you 30 and 15 on any given night. For sure. But Miami looks at him as the guy who we just beat less than a year ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with And Miami pretty much has that same team intact. Just a year older. Bam. Uh, made a leap this year defensively, especially Duncan's he, he, still shooting lights Duncan, out. Duncan doesn't even bring the ball down when he shoots anymore. Um, he doesn't dribble. It's, it's amazing what he does. So for me, and, and you add guys like Ariza on your team as well, who give you more defensive prowess, who can make things difficult for maybe a, a Chris Middleton. One of those. If they had guys. Oladipo, if they had Oladipo, I think it would have been a clear, clear cut. Absolutely. The Heat, the Heat in my opinion, are still underseeded. I think. 
at the sixth yeah, spot. For they sure. They had a really tough start. They had a very tough start. They had all their guys out. So for them to come in at six, I think is very low. Uh, they're very, very good six seed. So uh, another exciting one. I think uh, that one's going to go to, I think that one's going to go to six. Six? I think it's going to go to six. It I, went to I, six last year. I think it might go to seven this year. You think seven? I don't with think travel, with home court. It definitely won't be an easy series. I do just give the edge to the Heat. Yo, just I also read somewhere. Organization in I read somewhere that Milwaukee's allowing 90%. I think it was 90%. Don't quote me, but 90% attendance come playoff time. They're going to need it. And they're and they have a it, hell buddy. of a crowd, bro. They're gonna need it. Hey, that could be the edge. You don't know that that could be the edge. Especially in the series, come man. like now when they haven't had a crowd all year, it's exactly. gonna be so exciting. Exactly. So that's a really good series to look out for. That's the three and the six. Let's move it over to the Western Conference. Um, once again, the four, five, the three, six. Let's go with the four, five. The Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks rematch. Who, who you were saying before off uh, before we went on air? You can keep going with it. How the hell did Dallas end up at the fifth seed? I swear, all year you hear Luka Doncic. You know he's they're losing games, they're in a slump, they're hurting, they're the KP's injured, and then they end up fifth in the West. And it's That's like tough to do, man. You you see, bro, Steph Curry had this like majestic season, and they can't even get past eighth. Yeah, you know LeBron and the, and the Lakers are seventh, and then it almost seems like Porzingis hasn't played all year, but somehow he just finds a way to win games. Yeah, uh, so they're in fifth right now. Yeah. Uh, going up against the Clippers rematch of last year's first round. Mm-hmm. KP's healthy. Dallas is looking better. They're starting to pick things up. Last year, KP did get hurt. And I thought, and a lot of people thought, Dallas looked like the better team. Yeah. This year is going to be a little different because I think the Clippers do have a chip on their shoulder much bigger than last year. Right. They have a, play, a player like Rondo who I think can slow the game down a lot for them in the playoffs. And I just don't trust Porzingis. To be, <laughs> to be frank with you, I just don't trust Porzingis. Like, I love Luka Doncic. I love Dallas. I think they can maybe extend it to seven if they're fully healthy. To seven. Wow. Well, they went six last year without Porzingis. I think they can do uh, it. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the Clippers win this one in five. Oh! I, I, don't, I don't think Dallas wow. stands a chance. I think the Clippers are really good this year, man. And I doubted we them. We said that last year, too. I doubted them the whole season. But I've, I've been doubting them all season, and I... Been doubting the addition of Rondo even. You sit down and you watch them play. You watch Rondo on that team. And he just fits like a glove on that team. It's insane what he's been able to do. You add a chip on your shoulder. Paul George, if he comes up short in this playoffs, he'll never be able to show his face ever again around anywhere. So, he, you know, he can't play poorly. Kawhi Leonard's Kawhi Leonard. He's one, he's one of the best players in the league. That's going to happen. Um, so, I just don't think the Mavs stand a chance. Mavs stand a chance. Is five a bit too too uh, too aggressive? Maybe. I think so. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call the Cl- uh, Clippers in five. That's yeah. tough, man. Yeah, I, I think I think the Clippers are gonna win, but I think they can extend it. I think they can get a good series out of it. Uh, I just want to see exciting Luka Doncic. I want to yeah. see another game winner. I want to see yeah because he had a game winner against them last year, so yeah. I want to see that again. Mm. Uh, let's move to three six Denver Portland uh, again, man. Like. Tough, poor, poor, tough. Like I look at Jokic, the guy played every single game this year. Clearly, the front runner for MVP had a fantastic season. Mm-hmm. Then Jamal Murray goes down, you and think then all done. of a sudden, the first round you're against a red hot, a red hot Portland. A guy tweeted at Dame Lillard. Yeah, I saw that. That was amazing. He's like, "Yo, I know there's 12 games left in the year, but I need you to win 10 of them, or I lose my house." 
That's crazy, bro. And they won 10 of their next 12 games. And, and they got them to them. 40. Yeah, he tweeted him. Say, say less. He tweeted him before, after, by dude, the way. Yeah, he just said say less. Yeah, 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 yeah. And after he like, show me the receipt or whatever yeah. it was. Show me the, the ticket. So he, yeah, man. He he got the 40 wins. And it's incredible. 10 of 12 games to end the year. Dame is just red hot. I mean, talk about scoring options. You got Dame, CJ, Norm, Mello, Mello. Nurk, Cantor. Nurk and Cantor. Like, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. That's what's going to be the biggest matchup is Nurk and Cantor going up against Jokic. Jokic, I think, is still going to have his way. Um, they, they have AG, too. It's very, very – that's a very, very tough matchup. Um, it's, I think Portland is going to win that. It's just – I want to lean towards They score Portland. more. I want to lean toward Portland. Ha- not having Jamal Murray changes a lot of stuff. I know that's they've it. still been great without, without Jamal. Um, but Jamal's performance last year in the playoffs and what he did to will that team time and time again, I think is what they're going to be missing. I don't think AG has that kind of will. I don't think Michael oh. Porter has that kind of will. Faku is great. Michael Porter just had like the second most efficient season. No, no, no. Day. He's got it. I'm, just don't get me wrong. I'm talking about will. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm talking about you got to have the attitude to, you got to have the mindset to will your team to win. I just don't think it's going to be, I don't want to go against the Nuggets, man, because they're really good. Uh, I might without, have without to, Jamal. I don't think they stand. That's another one that goes six and seven, six or seven. Can games. you imagine Faku going up against playoff Dame? He's gonna get destroyed. Oh. He's gonna get. Faku, he's gonna, get, he's gonna way, get a little broad. We we've said it many times. I love Faku. Yeah, he's, I love he's great, him. man. He's a great player. He's pesky. He's that guy you don't want. He's gonna stop play against. Dame. Um, I'm gonna go Portland and six. Six. It has to be six. It's like it's not yeah. seven. I'm yeah, going Portland I'm six. That. Uh, very tough though. Honestly, if I'm wrong about any of these, I will not be surprised. Yeah. Um, except for the Dallas Lakers, uh, Clippers one. I, I'll be wrong with the with the number of games, but if if the yeah. if the Mavericks pull off that upset, wow, the Clippers suck. Might need to get relegated <laughs> to the G League. Kawhi's cannot, gonna come back to Toronto. You cannot show your face ever again in this league if you get Kawhi's coming back on the Toronto. first round. But yeah, let's talk about uh, a potential matchup that we want to see. So in the East. I want to see 2-7 Brooklyn-Washington. I want to see KD and Russ in the first round. Drama. Love it. 100%. Love it. That's great television. Uh, and I want to see Phoenix and LA. That would be great. Great. <laughs> CP, be, and, uh, CP, CP and LeBron, LeBron in the first round. That would be amazing. Have they ever played each other in the playoffs? I don't think that they have. They have never played each other in the playoffs. Yeah, no. so that will be exciting. I think no. it's it's it can happen if they win that game against the Warriors. Yeah. I'll tell you this, though. Wash, or, or Utah, if they get the Warriors in the first round, and they don't have Donovan Mitchell. Do you think the Warriors can beat them? No. No, eh? No, just because what they've been able to do without Donovan Mitchell, they, they yeah, still Steph, have scores. So. Though. They still have guys who can, who yeah, can yeah. fill in. Boy, they, Boyan? Boyan. Jordan Clarkson is pretty much sixth man of the year this year. Um, Joe Ingles. We'll give it away, bro. On. We'll talk uh, we'll soon. We'll talk about it. But now one, it's going to be a one-minute no debate. <laughs> but... Um, I think I still think they're too good to 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 lose to the Warriors, um, but will definitely be a good matchup. I think uh, for sure. Steph Curry is just gonna he's gonna be great. You, I told you I want to see Steph Curry in the playoffs because he's been snapping. Like oh, I don't really want to see Steph Curry in the playoffs. Do you remember I, that? I don't care. I I said over who? I said I don't want to see over John over John Morant. Yeah, but the way he's been playing, bro, he's definitely come exciting. On. It's it's been it's been you said it's been electric because will the Warriors don't stand win. a chance. That's why that's exactly what I said. Because they don't stand a chance, it doesn't matter. But I hear you. Um, let's go on to the season awards. Um, we did a mid-season awards. Um, I'm sure a lot of them might have changed. Some of them might have not changed. 
Uh, let's start at the bottom of the list, or uh, we'll go with the Rookie of the Year award. Yeah. This award, easy money, I think. No, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think it's it's that easy. I'm still going with Lamelo Ball. I'm sure what you're saying it's easy. It's the Lamelo Ball, but yeah. Lamelo missing ten games, something of that nature, allowed Anthony Edwards to really flourish as a player and allowed him to take over a lot of the shine while Lamelo Ball was out. Um, he played really well. He's been playing really well for that team. Um, he's got a great character as well. Everyone, everyone on his team loves him. Uh, media loves him. You, we always listen to his interviews. He always says something hilarious. So um, he's really been able to steal some of that shine from Lamelo Ball. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Lamelo's impact on that Hornets team, how he's been playing, how you know box office he's been, as Stephen A. Smith would say, um, and then you know cherry on top is you're leading your team to a potential playoff berth with the playing with the playing game. So for me, you have to give Lamelo Ball a nod. So Lamelo played 51 games. Yep. He played 21 games less. Yeah. 16, six and six to Anthony's 19, five and three. Only teenager to ever put up those numbers, by the way. Teenager. Okay. So not rookie. He at some point was first. I th- I don't know if it still is, but he probably isn't in the points anymore. But first, he at some point categories. was first in all categories among rookies before he got hurt. Yeah. He. Plays pivotal minutes. He plays winning minutes. Yeah. He led his team to the playoffs. He earned his way into the starting lineup. He wasn't starting all year. He came off the bench. Mm-hmm. This is a guy, and like I used to be the number one hater of Lamelo Ball before Facts. he came into Facts. the league. Like I used to tell, I I was positive this kid would not have a career. Yeah. And he has blown me away. You and others, his, many others. His passing ability, his vision, his swagger on the court is something none other than like i haven't seen it in a rookie and he is beyond his years anthony edwards is great um but he doesn't win games yeah i'm with you there yeah he, he'll get the, you 44 and you won't win the game that's how it's, you it's at impressive the end of the day, at, the end of the, at the end of the day that's how you distinguish guys for awards like this they're both yeah. great players they both had great seasons I one guy is winning games here. one guy is making an impact on a team with guys who have been around for a long time and they need him. They know they need him. So for for him to be doing what he's been doing in his first year, as it, it, it's great. Um, very tight race. I don't think it's good enough for for co M, uh, co rookie of the year. Uh, it, could it, could be. Be. it could be. It could be. It could be. But I think Personally, you know. I don't think it's good enough. Melo's played seventy one percent of the season. That's more than I think more than enough to qualify for the ro- for the for, for the, the award award. Yeah. They were going to consider Zion last year to play thirty games. Like, come on. You know. I think for sure Lamelo. Is gonna get it yeah. if Anthony Edwards gets it. I'm not gonna be surprised. I will be disappointed uh, because I do think Lamelo should get some mm-hmm. sort of award, whether it's co or the award itself. So, yeah. uh, MIP. There's no doubt. There's a look. It was a toss up only because I said like the guy last year averaged 20 and 10. He was having a good year, whereas Chris Boucher was literally non-existent. Mm. And this year, you He's know, had a great year. You you, you got to give it to Julius Randle here. It's almost like first year All Star, making a case for All NBA, even four seed um, playoffs, four seed playoffs. That the guy on this team yeah. impact on triple and off doubles, court, um, unguardable. Looks like at times. Um, I am so 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 happy for Julius Randle because you, for the longest time. Poo pooed on Julius Randle. <laughs> and 
honestly, deservedly so. He never had good seasons. Last season, he had a, he had a much better season. Yeah. This year, he just came in a different beast, and you can tell the work he's put into he's put into the game um, has really helped him. And he's 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 smarter, he's stronger, um, and just more skilled this year. So MIP, there's no doubt about it, goes to him. Um, I'm looking forward to that playoff run that they're gonna make. It's gonna be very very interesting, man. Very very interesting. For sure, six man. Who you got? I alluded to it earlier. It's too easy, though. Jordan one. Clarkson has had a hell of a year on a very, very good team. It's yep. not easy to have. Uh, averaging 26 minutes a game, and in those 26 minutes, uh, 17.5 points, 2.3 assists, and 4 rebounds, shooting 40, 42% from the field. Um, he's just a hooper. He's just one of those guys who – he's like a little kind of guy. Bucket. You, he gets in the game. He's going to get you a bucket. And honestly, he's not that bad of a defender. He can really – uh, move with guys. He can really put the clamps on guys when he needs to. Um, the impact he's had on this Jazz team has been remarkable. Uh, they've already. I feel been, like there wasn't really competition for this award. Who there else wasn't, is there? There wasn't many guys that were great six men you this know? year, in my opinion. You know, Munches Harrell and Dennis Schroeder, those guys were the frontrunners last year. They've both kind of taken a. I feel like because of COVID, so many people hover in and out of the starting lineup exactly. that there isn't a true six man other than Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson really. and he's rocked the role. So it's not exactly. like it's not like one of those where you're giving it to him out of default. No, he's earned that. Yeah. So, so we're gonna go with Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, unanimous there. I think it'll be a unanimous award too. Can you imagine? Uh, cool. Defensive yeah. Player of the Year, man. I don't. I don't know what I think about this award really because. Every time I pick someone and then they award somebody else, like they award somebody, like what is this, like what is it, what is it was based off of? At you this know point? what I mean, like, I mean, you gotta go with one of the Sixers guys, whether it's gonna be Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons, only because they both wanted it all year long. It's all about they narratives. Both it. They, <clears throat> excuse me, they have one of the best defenses in the league, and they have the best uh, team in the East. So. It's uh I don't know. It's either Ben Simmons or Rudy I'm Gobert. I'm gonna go Ben Simmons. It's either Ben Simmons or Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert has the stats to back it up. No, just no, no. His I'm gonna go Ben Simmons. That that's me. That's you. I'm gonna go Ben Simmons as well. Yeah. I I think either way, it's either Ben or Rudy. Rudy has the stats to back it up. Um, uh, great rebounder, great shot blocker, great shot shot alterer. Um, he's known for his presence inside. He's massive. He's massive. Yeah. Um, and he, but he just won the award too many times we don't really care anymore but the, like you said it's all a lot of times these awards become narratives rudy gobert oh. we're bored of it ben simmons wanted oh, it draymond it spoke it into existence when he won it exactly it just so ben simmons congratulations you spoke it into existence um and he's earning him and he's a good he's, defender he's, he's a great defender yeah. so he he, can, well he is a forward playing point guard so he's kind of rigged yeah, it's I mean, written there for but to not, be this good. not easy to guard all five and be able to guard all five well That's to fair. be a catalyst um, on the defensive end for your team, um, and they're the number one seed, so that you know his defense definitely does help them win games and propel them to to, to be a better team. So that's fair for that award, Ben Simmons. Congratulations, we give it to you. Okay, next coach of the year. This one's going to be a bit of a toss up. I feel. Can we name all the the can the people that we think are okay. great candidates? Because so there's many. Not Steve Nash. Steve opinion. Nash, just based off of the team record, I agree. Not Steve Nash. Not Steve Nash. I'm uh, Doc Rivers, 100. percent Doc Rivers. Monty Williams. Monty Williams. Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder. Um, Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau. That's four. That's four solid candidates right there. Uh, other than that. Would you consider uh, Mike Malone? I will consider Mike Malone. Late, second tier kind of guy. But th those four guys we just named. Yeah. It's tough to pick those between those four guys. Each of them brings some. That four or five? Four. Okay. Because um, we didn't say Steve Nash. Each of those four guys, their team brings something different to the table. 
they bring a different narrative to the table. They made drastic changes to their team, and they were still able to win. Who are you going to go with? Monty Williams. I know you're going to go Monty Williams. I just I knew it. I, like, it's Defend, tough, man. Make your case. It's but, but tough. Make your case for Monty. Okay, I, I'll make the case tough. for Monty. So Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns were the laughing stock of the league. The Phoenix Suns could not hold down a head coach. They they yeah. hired and fired and hired and fired and then this guy came in mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now the franchise is is stable. We want we put James Jones here. We put crazy uh, well done by Monty James Jones, Monty man. Williams in the head coach and Sarver's put in his place. Yeah. And now we get CP. We have all these young guys are are flourishing. They're panning out and it looks great. You took them from a non-existent team to a team that at one point had the best record in the league. You finished second in the West. Yeah. I think it's no question the turnaround season to season. I got to go Phoenix, man. And what he's done with those young guys, what he's done for the culture, holding people accountable. You hear his players talking about him like it's he's just a player guy. And yeah. uh, and he a, a guy who's been through the trenches and I think deserves this more than anyone. I'm gonna, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think Monty Williams is a great candidate for head coach for coach of the year. Um great, you know, everyone's talked about how great of a person he is, so there's no doubt about that. Um, my, I'm going to make the case for Tom Thibodeau. Very similar to Monty Williams' case. Took a team that's a laughing, laughing stock of the league, turned them around in the span of a year. Crap owner, too. Crap owner. Everything got kind of... Sorry, all, Jim. All, 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 of, all of management got put in their place. They brought in Tom Thibodeau. He made this team the way he wanted to make it. Uh, Fourth-ranked defense in the league. Um, they're number one in uh, opponent field goal percentage, opponent uh, points against... Um, opponent three-point percentage against. Um, they're number one in a lot of defensive categories. The way he's had that team buy in to his defensive system, his offensive system, the way he's got them playing as a team, the way he's bonded with Julius Randle. Um, and you went from pretty much not only the lap, lap, like the, the my my debate here will be the Suns last year showed signs that they could be a great team. They had that eight-game winning streak at the end of the bubble that really showed that they could be a good team. The Knicks were crap all the way until last year. They were nowhere to be no, nowhere to be found in the standings last year. So the, the, the turnaround that Tom Thibodeau has done, and to have guys talk about Tom Thibodeau this way when he's known to be a guy who runs his guy into the ground, who is tough in practice, who's always tough on his guys, it's a great change for Tom Thibodeau and a great change for... His narrative and his reputation. Yeah, um, I think he deserves a coach of the year. Well, um, you say you say last year to this year is a great jump, absolutely. But who was the MIP that we chose? Julius. He Randall. had a great jump as well last year, but this year it's different. And this year he's carrying. So yeah, I, I'm saying Thibodeau, absolutely. But when I look yeah. at Monty, book he, was book last year. He, he just he got CP at 36 years old. He but, fit him in the system. Come on. I, 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 still think, I still think it's system, man. There's still, young guys. Not, There's still a lot of not, young guys. They rely I, on I'm, I'm not DeAndre not, Ayton. They rely on Mikal Bridges. They rely on all these other young guys. CP, Cam, Cam CP3, in my opinion, at 36 years old is not a good enough excuse just because the last, the very last year he took a team with less than what 1% chance to make the playoffs and took them into the playoffs. So yeah, but they weren't the second seed, first team, in, best team in the league. But you're inheriting a trend, like basically a trend second transcendent point guard one of the top like what 10 you can maybe argue top five point guards sure in yeah history. i know he's great absolutely You're, and they have a previous relationship chris paul also has a lot of issues with his coaches so but he has a previous with, relationship not with monty with, though not with monty so you can go either way i'm not gonna i'm <laughs> i'm not gonna say you can't go monty monty's a great choice but i will 
go against your CP3. Him inheriting CP3 and Julius Randle becoming an all-star, I think should cancel out. And I think that's being generous too. Fine. All right. So we're right. gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Tom Thibodeau. You're gonna I'll go. Monty Williams. With Monty, yeah. There's yeah, no wrong answer for this one. If it's those two or even if those it's four even guys, Doc Rivers. If it's Doc Rivers, deserves it as well. So if it's Quinn Schneider, he deserves one yeah, too. So he's there's no he's wrong been there. sort of. He's always been like the second or third guy forever, right? Yeah. Quinn Schneider. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the last award and the most important one, and that is the MVP award. Uh, I'm just gonna save all the talk for me. It's Nemanja. Nemanja. Nemanja, buddy. Wow, I'm thinking. Diff- I'm thinking a different sport. It's Nikola Jokic for me. Uh, he's played all the games. He's played double the minutes that Embiid has played. He's averaged near triple double. They're third in the West, and they lost their best player. They lost their point guard, who's their second best player, and they continued to win like it was nobody's business. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Jokic. I'm gonna here. add on to your Jokic argument. Um, shooting 57% from the field, 39% uh, from three, which is not bad at all for a seven footer. Um, we have never seen a big be able to do what Jokic has been able to do. His ability to pass, his ability to make plays for others, his ability to score, um, his ability to rebound. It's, it's, it has not been seen before. Giannis was great. Giannis was great the last two years. Can't play make, can't pass the way Jokic can. Um, it's incredible to watch, and you, you love to see it because Jokic put in a lot of work and dropped a lot of weight to be able to play at this level. And for him to be able to lead his team despite Jamal Murray being down as well, um, I don't think it's. I don't think it should be a question. I think it should be Jokic. You can give it to Giannis. Giannis had a great season: twenty-eight points, eleven rebounds. Um, once again, we're bored of that narrative, so we'll toss that one out. Joel Embiid is probably going to be the runner-up, um, first in the East, which is a, which is. A he big, would have uh, got it if he didn't get hurt. He got hurt. That's only played fifty-one games, uh, averaged twenty-nine uh, and just under ten, uh, just under eleven rebounds a game. Um, shot didn't, uh, shot fifty-one percent from the field, thirty-seven from three. Uh, not as good as Jokic, but led his team to the first seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, great season for him. If he didn't get injured, like you said, I think he would have ended up running away with it. But Jokic was able to run away with it uh, during that time. So it's it, for me, it's Jokic. For you, it's Jokic. How do you feel about Steph Curry and all the and some players? LeBron said it. John Moran said it, saying that this should be the MVP. Yeah, I know. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's it's a lot of love being shown. But yeah. they're the eighth seed. He's playing in the play-in. I think you got to reward winning yeah. when you talk MVP, and unfortunately, his team is just not good enough. Yeah, uh, and Jokic's team is good enough. So, I for me, it's it's one of those like, okay, man, it's next, nice. nice. And with that being said, that's all we got for you in terms of NBA basketball today. Um, enjoy the play-in games from going from uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, Friday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday uh, to tonight, tonight to, to Friday. Friday, and then the first game of the first day of the playoffs of the first round going on on Saturday, May 22nd. Enjoy all the first-round matchups. It's going to be an exciting matchup this year. Absolutely. And you know where to find us, baby. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, uh, Facebook. Twitter. I don't know. Wherever wherever you go to send the DMs, you can find us. Uh, Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow everywhere. And comment everything. We'll see you guys next time.